Welcome to Around the Board, a show where four board game enthusiasts discuss board game topics and news. Today's show begins with a great game debate about Great Western Trail. After that, we'll bring a game back we haven't done in a while called Random Task. Player turn length is in queue next. We'll talk about that and finish up with a good old classic game of Play Shelf Trade. So right now, folks, why don't you saddle up and get ready here. We got a heck of a show for you. It's time for Around the Board. I'm your host, Andy Barnett. With me, as always, Daniel Connors, John Theismann, and Chris Thomason. Howdy, y'all. Howdy. yee I felt like, like I was uh, doing the Gungam style and also like the like I was like stripping. But well, I feel okay. like that was cowboys, but I don't know. I, I don't know my cowboys. That, I think you I have think, a different type of cowboy like in mind. That sounds like a midnight that's cowboy something. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sir. Well, I I did I had to do research on how to dress, and that's what I looked at. So I, I did did I pull it off? Mm, pretty well. I mean, it sounds like you're like, trying to. You are kind of look like a dude. You're a dude. You kind of look like Marty McFly's older relative. Yeah, yeah. Ah, from from part three. Correct. Yes, sir. Nice. That's what I was going for. Marty McFly specifically. Well, then you did it. Can I do this, fellas? This is going to drive Daniel nuts, but I found a little uh, soundtrack for us for this. Oh, boy. What is like that? Rolling, rolling, though the streams are swollen, keep them doggies rolling. <laughs> All right, yes, sir. Anyway, nice. gotta like rawhide. I absolutely gotta love some rawhide. 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 Are we back hey. to the strippers? God. What is up with you today? <laughs> My gosh, this is a family Sorry. show, Daniel. Sorry. What the, what Sorry. the crap? <laughs> hey, um, question for you guys. Did yeah. you ever try and dress in Western or country attire in real life ever? Do you ever go through a fad where you did that in your life? Oh, I don't know about that, but I mean, dressed up to go to like a hoedown or something for some special <laughs> party, but no, nothing I tried to. So I got a story all the time. I'll make it quick, okay. but you know, in those, you know, in those early teen years when you're really questioning who you are a little bit, your identity you're going through, who am I going to relate with? Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it was a little weird because I was going to different schools. I, I went to a, a smaller private school, but then I was thrust into going to public school for my freshman year of high school. And I was trying to figure out who to fit in with. I was kind of, you know, was, I was new to the school. And my my older cousin embarrassed me. He told me, he said, you know what's really cool? You should dress country. He's <laughs> like, I don't know, man. That's awesome. not really my thing. And so he got <laughs> me to wear some tight jeans and a button-up shirt and I had this bolo tie and he, I wore this bolo tie and he was Whoa. like, wear that, man. You'll look cool. There oh you go. my gosh. Wow. I wore that to school one day and people looked at me like, who are you? <laughs> oh my gosh. And uh, never did it again. Really? But, was, was, was that your first day of school? No, fortunately not. <laughs> but I attribute this to the fact that also my cousin's from Arkansas. So there you oh, go. See, it is cool there. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It is. And honestly, I, it, man. I think you've been fine. I think the bolo tie was the problem. Yeah, <laughs> that was a bit much, huh? Yeah, That's that was cool. that was the issue. Yeah, Wasn't that we, kind of the thing back in the '90s, though? Was this the '90s when you were doing this? This was the well, '90s, man. Yeah, bolo not ties bolo ties, but yeah, we live in Kansas, so yeah, it wasn't uncommon for people to dress up a little western, even if you lived in the city. Yeah. But um, but yeah, not the bolo tie. That that was a step too far. It uh, <laughs> it was a one time thing for me, so never <laughs> never attempted that again. Went back to t-shirts and baggy shorts. There you I go. was hoping to have a that you'd be wearing a bolo tie today. 
Couldn't find it, my friend. You retired it. it. You retired it. (laughs) I did. Hey, well, speaking of things that were retired, uh, I heard that Hansa has been missing for a while. Did he did he retire? Hansa, who's that? I don't think our so. correspondent on the field. I think he's oh, been doing some hard research for some uh, comments. Yeah, a long he form. Think, has he found some more comments that That's exist the rumor. out there in the wild? I heard. He I don't has. know. Should we check in on him? Let's do. Yeah. Hans, are you there? Oh yes, I'm here. Hello. Nice. And happy oh. New Year. Uh, happy New Year, year to you, Hansa. A little yeah, late, but thank you. I mean, I haven't seen you since last year, so. Um, so yeah, I thought maybe you guys forgot about me. I mean, I've been sitting here for a long time. Yeah, oh, I think never, you might have. Oh, never forget about busy. you. Right. Hashtag never a, forget. One in a million, Hansa. Well, thank you. Well, I have some good comments today. Oh, nice. Are you well, ready? Please, let, All right. Let's, let's hear it. All right. Well, this is from episode 15. This comment comes from Liston1. Dear Around the Board, I agree with Daniel and Chris on Wonderland's War. A bunch of random stuff added to make it more complex, not fun, and is such an intelligent and unintuitive way. See, look it, I found a comment that agreed with Daniel and Chris. Ha, see, I don't hate Daniel, but but I have another one. Hansa, <laughs> this guy. Co- yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. I I just want to argue with this guy, and I kind of want to argue with you in place of this guy. Can I? Can I fight you, Hansa? Well, it makes sense that Hanzo would agree with this guy because it's you know it's it's takes a little shine off of his game if you like Wonderland's War. So it's true. Well, I must admit it is a little flashy for my likings, yes. but uh, but Ooh. here's another one that might make you happy, Andy. Uh, this is from uh, Dio Myrie. I don't think that's a real name. Dear around the board, it sounds like Wonderland's Wars was played wrong. A lot of arguments didn't appear to fit the game. At least Andy said some stuff right after Chris made his statements. <laughs> well, there you go, you. gentlemen. Thank you for having us back on the show. All oh, right, Hansa. You, Hansa. Get back Keep to work. Good work, buddy. Yeah. Hey, so I want to comment. I want to reply to that last comment. And I'm going to I'm going to probably agree with them because, see, unlike Chris, I've actually played Wonderland's War five times now. Chris played it. 60 uh, two thirds of a game. He didn't even finish a game. So you can't comment on it. You played it at late at night and you played half a game and you're an idiot. Yeah. Well, you know, what I will say is that like um, I played two thirds of a game, but I knew at that point I didn't need to play it anymore because it was explained in the most elegant and perfect description and explanation of a game of all time. So the person who did that, you know, they're just the best ever. And, you know, I was like, well, if this, this is the, this is the pinnacle of this game, it's still trash. So I'm, I don't need to play it anymore. So <laughs> uh, to stand up for Chris a little bit, there are many, there's, I've walked out on games where I knew this ain't, this ain't happening. And I, that, I think I might mention it at Gen Con that happened one time where I'm playing, uh, God, what was the name of that game? I can't remember. The, oh, Epoch. If you've ever played that game, Epoch. Oh my gosh. The teach was one thing. Okay, it sounds overly complicated for no reason. Then you're playing it. This is way overly complicated for no reason and not fun. Oh, wait, I got a phone call. (laughs) Made up a phone call when I was out there. Wow. (laughs) I got to go, guys. Sorry. Keep playing without me. Sorry. I'm sorry I called you an idiot, Chris. Oh, it's okay. I'm sorry I insinuated that you actually can teach games well. <laughs> That's okay. I, I think this this is there's there needs to be a little context, a little uh, pre-life for the people out there that don't understand. We actually we're we're dressed as Western dudes here yeah. a little bit, and uh Chris and I almost had a duel earlier. I mean he threatened me. 
He was it like, was almost you 10 talk days to me ago. like that again, boy. Yep. I'm walking off the show. I'm going to shoot you right in the face. That, that is, that's that. not untrue. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, why are we dressed like this? Well, I think that's because we're going to have some, uh, some fun stuff to talk about. And it all revolves around some great uh, theming from the old West. Mm-hmm. So should we, should we get right into game one? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's time, ladies and gentlemen. Time for what? What? Say what? Time to play the game. Time to play the game. Yes, it is indeed. <laughs> Yeehaw! It's time to play around the board, debating different topics within tabletop gaming. We do that in four unique segments, each hosted by one of us. A behind-the-scenes judge will award points at the end of the show. Whoever has the most points, well, they get to sit around and uh, kick the tires and chew on some... Uh, Cud? Tobacco? <laughs> tobacco. Did I smoke the wacky tobacco? No. Well, it, oh, technically uh, it's legal in, in Missouri. Um, so and anyway, in the Old uh, West. And in the Old West. And in the Old West. That's right. So, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Game one. Round one. Fight. Our first game is going to be the great game debate. This is where we like to look at a game that has stood the test of time and has been determined by the community at large that it is a great game. But do the four of us believe it's a great game? So today we're going to be talking about Great Western Trail. And uh, we're going to cut away for a moment for an explanation. In Great Western Trail, you're a rancher traveling from Texas to Kansas City in hopes to deliver the best herd of cattle. On your turn of Great Western Trail, you will move your guy one to three spaces. A space is consisted of a building. The game starts off with seven buildings that anybody can use. But as the game progresses, you'll be able to build buildings of your own. These buildings will give you additional places to visit, additional actions to take, and also give you the option to block your opponents from also placing desired actions or breaking up a combo. When you land on one of the action spaces, you can do one or both actions. The locations you visit will help you do a couple things. You can visit the cattle market, improving your deck of cards. You can visit the job market, hiring new people to work for you, making your actions later in the game better. Or you can advance your train down the railroad. When you arrive in Kansas City, you will put out new hazards, you'll put out new workers, and then you can choose to put out a hazard or a worker or whatever is in that area. Here is where you'll sell back your cattle. Then you have the option to deliver your cattle up to the distance of your train. For each X that you pass, you do have to pay one additional money. So if you're in Wichita, you need to pay one, two, three more money to get to Santa Fe. When you deliver the cattle and decide which city you want to drop your cattle off, you're going to take your personal player board and take one of these discs to place it on the city that you just delivered cattle. This is going to unlock abilities in the game to take better actions or new actions. At the end of the game, you're going to score the victory points for the buildings you have in place, for the hazards that you have cleared, you'll gain victory points for the locations that your trains have visited, you will also gain victory points for the cows that you have in your deck. And that is how you play Great Western Trail. Thank you, Daniel, for that excellent explanation of Great Western Trail. Oh, thank you. All right. So uh, as per our new rules, I'm going to start 
So my feelings on Great Western Trail. We played it the other night just to get a nice refresher, and I'm glad we did. I've really enjoyed Great Western Trail over the years, but yesterday's gameplay of it was kind of a reminder about how solid this game is, and the more you play it, the more you can appreciate it. It's a really fun... Um, a lot of the stuff that you get to do is pretty exciting in it. You get to uh, like hire individuals, you get to build buildings, and you also get to Per, uh, advance your train so all three of these things are kind of like from different game mechanisms i guess but they're all kind of smashed into this one game which makes it for a really good exciting experience so on your turn when you're running around each location you get to decide are you going to pass some of these locations because maybe you don't care about advancing your train very much or maybe you want to uh, build up a better hand of cattle um, so that you're deck building more, or maybe you're going to build up your tableau as you're hiring more people. So the vast amount of things that you get to do and how diverse it is every time makes this game really exciting and makes it uh, continually be something that's worth exploring. The The game I played, I think there was four of, I know there was four of us and we all were within five points of each other, except for the person who won, but uh, which was Laura Evans, our friend. And, uh, but we were all like, we all took different paths. Any games that allow you to take different paths and still end up with about the same uh, winning ratio or come close to it, to me, is a game that uh, really shines, um, and I can always appreciate that. So that was my take on it. I think John might be a little more contrary to this. So, John, how do you feel? Well, thank you, Daniel. And, uh, yeah, I was going to—I was ready to sink my teeth into this segment because I— and you may not know it, but I am a Western game aficionado. I'm doing a series right now that's going to be coming up on the YouTube channel where it's called Clear My Kalax, where I'm going through all my Kalax and seeing what games I need to get rid of. Good percentage of them are Western-themed games because it's just it's just something I, that calls out to me, what have you. And I was yeah! like that. And so I was busting my chops trying to get this game played back in the day when it first came out, and then I finally get it played. And maybe it was the explanation. I don't know. I've said this all along, but it was just explained to me mechanically. This is what you do. This is what you do. This is what you do. And I couldn't end that game quick enough. I'm like, this game is just ridiculous. It's just a mishmash of what of garbage, and I don't even know what's going on. And later on, I'm talking to Daniel about, it. oh, you didn't like herding your cattle onto the train and send them? I, I had no idea that's what I was doing. I, I had cows in my hand. Is that what I'm doing with them? I don't know. I know I have to have them. I, that's, you know, that's, I had no idea that's what the theme of the game was. And after playing it again, to re-energize my hatred for it, I kind of almost fell in love with it. So I got to kind of change my tune a little bit because it was a fun time. I had a great time playing it the other day. I'm glad I had to play it for this show because I did I did enjoy my play. However, I still don't think it's the great game everybody says it is. It still gets a little tedious and monotonous because you are kind of doing the same thing over and over again. Maybe a little bit of variations because you're like, well, I'm going to save money, not move my train so I can hire more people or... I can buy the better cattle because I'm going to be buying them pretty soon. And I understand that'll change up each time too. But during the game, it's going to kind of stay about the same. The uh, hazards along the way are going to change. But other than that, but if you don't have money to pay for the hazards, you don't have to pay for them. So that's another thing. Another way to look at it is, hey, just blow through your money because then you don't have to pay for the hazards. But overall, I got to say it is a good game, but it's a good themeless type Euro game. It still doesn't have that theme where you feel like you're doing what it says you're doing. But at uh, it was a lot yeah. better than the first time I played it. So maybe it's in the teach. Have somebody that loves the I, game teach it to you and can teach it well. I think John, it's you're ridiculous. You play, it's just because you played with me. That's why. Maybe that's you, it. You I are ridiculous. This game, 
This uh, game is, your is turn, all Andy? about cows. No, but we're, we're, we 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 have a little moment here to uh to uh you know to to uh, chew each other out. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, I'm going to chew you out yeah. right now. I, I like the fact that this game is from Kansas and we're from Kansas, so we should innately like it. Exactly. I thought you would appreciate that theme of it at least, John. So what, because I'm glad at least Kansas you turned City the corner on there. That's yeah, the whole. I'll get to it when it's my turn, but the whole thing is you're collecting cows and you're moving them along. I mean, how can you say it's not thematic? The whole thing is thematic. (laughs) All right. Well, you sit on that for a little bit longer there, Andy. Let's hear from Chris. All right. Yeah. So I will say though, thematically, um, I'm not sure I actually enjoy the theme mostly because the, uh, it just reinforces the only thing that historically people have come to Kansas city for was to drop their cows off. And, uh, (laughs) I'm not super, super happy about that, but, uh, regardless, we're, we're changing that narrative recently with some, some, uh, national titles with, uh, the chiefs and, and the Royals. So anyways, regardless, uh, back to what matters. So I, have an interesting uh, situation with this game and, and history with this game. I have only played it twice, technically. Um, and the first time I played it, it wasn't a great session. Um, I, I, I kind of came away with it kind of like, yeah, it's fine. It's okay. I see why people love it, but I don't, I didn't really like it. Now, granted, that play didn't go very well. Uh, in fact, it's a very kind of funny known history situation about me and that game in our play group because I played it with some people at our local gaming night. And uh, this one person we were playing with, uh, they just they just couldn't couldn't get past exactly what the rules are. They don't understand the idea of like, oh, we play we'll just play it this way and move on and figure it out after the game and play it right next time if we need to. <laughs> it has to be right the first time every time. Uh, eventually, I got so tired and annoyed that I was I told them that I was like, well, I'm so glad that uh, you got your you got the training that you need to pass the bar exam for a rules lawyer. Um, and uh, that was kind of interesting. But anyway, so the first play didn't go very well. I played it again recently uh, with some friends of ours that really liked the game, the Evans, like we've talked about many times before, and I really liked it. I came away understanding what what the real rave about it was, and like in most games, right, like in most every game, there's some amount of engine building, right? Like some are more than others, but I, there's very few games you don't have some sort of engine that you're building, right? But this one, I really enjoyed the way it works, like not only are you drafting, you're kind of getting building your deck of hands of cards of the cows and taking them to Kansas City, but like you're building these buildings along the way that you're interacting with along the way that are kind of uh, filtering and adjusting and doing things with your deck. So it's not just, you know, draw cards, play them, draw more like in Dominion. You're actually drawing some and then you're going to your building and you're going to sell a couple cows and get another card and this and that. And so you're trying to you know manipulate them as you go. And uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's the, the train situation part at the top is okay. That doesn't, I mean, that's all right. It doesn't really flip my lid too much but it's a fine mechanic but the the normal movement from from point a to point b uh, of, of drawing your cards and manipulating and filtering your deck as you get to kansas city i really like so yeah. um and the i theme really like that there. i'm not yeah, much really, theme, but it, it is certainly there too i like that you brought up the engine building of it i think this game is uh engine building but in like several different ways because you got engine building for your people you got for your hand right. and for your buildings that you're placing on your board um, which is a great point to segue into my point which it's my turn now so <laughs> hello hi, hi. There. yes how thank are you, you andy howdy <laughs> didn't you just say we have this time <laughs> i thought we did the, no, yeah, the rules andy all been around my 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 andy has that whatever time. and now my time's running out okay andy listen. knows what he wants to say and he has to say it now <laughs> i do I, I have no impulse control at all um so listen this game you guys i 
I, I guess I'm pleasantly surprised that you guys all seem to like the game, at least in your second or third go around with it. I liked it from the very beginning. I love this game. And, and the reason I love it is because I feel like there are so many unique ways to play this game. There are ways I have not tried to win yet. So for instance, there are so many buildings and I have not really even utilized the buildings. I tend to, to default to doing the cow thing and, and building up the cowboys, but you can, you can focus on building up your buildings and do all kinds of cool stuff. You can focus on moving the train along and do some cool stuff. There's just different, uh, different paths to victory. And that's the sign of a great game. And the other thing is, is you, there is a little bit of take that. There's a little bit of laying traps for people and, and trying to make people do things. And I, I do enjoy that. You can also kind of watch what they're doing and, and you can move along faster and hurry the end of the game up. Um, I, I really, really like this game. It's got a deck building element to it that's a lot of fun with the the cows. I will say the very first few times we played it, we actually played it wrong. We uh, we didn't uh, yeah. uh, discard our hands and refill our hands to five new ones. So we oh. kept. I think that's what we did. Oh, we when you sold them at the end of the when you sold them at Kansas City, you didn't discard them. What, no, we, we discarded them, but we didn't refill to five. Oh. Yeah, no, like if you sold the cow on one of the buildings, we didn't draw back up. Oh. Yeah, like, that's what it was. Four cows now, or which, three which, cows. Which oh, surprisingly. Wow. Which surprisingly was actually still a fun game, but it was not the right way to play the game. Yeah. And it's it's a lot better when you play it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's just a great game. I really don't have any problems with it whatsoever. Um, and I think it's incredibly thematic, John. I mean, you've got different types of cows. You've got uh, different types of uh, uh, buildings. You've got uh, you've got to fight off traps and get across the the landscape and deal with the uh, uh, the outlaws and, and different stuff. And uh, it, it's 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 a fascinating game. And again, as was mentioned, it's uh, you know we we live in the Kansas City area, and it mentions Kansas City. We've got friends in Topeka. It, it mentions does. Topeka. It mentions Wichita. Wichita. It, it's got all these different uh, uh, cities that we have friends in. So, you know, it is, if any game should be a good game for us, it should be this game. And by the way, uh, Kansas City known as a cow town. Yes, you, you missed a really good point there, Chris. It's known for its steak and it's still known for its steak. Go. And I have no shame in saying that you can find some fine beef in Kansas City. <laughs> okay, are, are you talking about just steak as a whole or are you talking about the Kansas City Strip specifically? Well, the Kansas City Strip is a cut, but it just steak as a whole because they you got the okay. stockyards. You had that's down where you know Kemper Arena was and everything. The West Bottoms. It was right, known so that was for people dropping uh, their cows off. That's what I'm yep. talking about. It was people yep. dropping their cows off, but because of that, a lot of steak places came to be, and we, you know it's one of the premier places in the world to get a good steak. So I'm assuming you love Mahomes and you eat like a child, Andy, that you put ketchup on your steak. Is that true? Ooh, <laughs> that is, yeah. you know, I do eat like a child often, but no, I do not. Uh, I do not put ketchup on my steak. In fact, I, I live by this motto. It, it may sound a little arrogant, but my motto is if it's cooked right, it shouldn't need any kind of sauce. Ah, there you That's go. That's if a it's one. a good cut, too. If it's not a good cut, sometimes that's true. how it's cooked. All right. Well, this isn't a food podcast, so we're going to move on. Dang so it. you guys. We really enjoyed this overall. Um, I'm glad we turned John from his hatred of this game to at least a, a mild like. I and wanted it, to unload so much vitriol on this game, and now <laughs> I just can't. That's, I know. I was actually the response so to disappointed John that I liked playing it. that game was, man, I wish you never played this again. <laughs> I was waiting <laughs> yeah. for you to just unload on it. Because we always try to pick a game that we are divided on so that we're not a bunch of yes men. So when this one came up, we're like, oh, yeah, we definitely have to play this one because John thinks it's the worst game that's ever made (laughs) on par with Wonderland's War and how Chris felt. So but uh, just like that, John got his, you know, the the tides turned. So it turned. I actually actually want to say like that first play like made to me where I was like, okay, again, like I said, like I appreciate it. I can see why people like it. It's not for me, though. Right. Yeah. That's after that second play, not only 
am I never going to say no to play it? I'm actually going to be like fairly excited to. I, I, cool. I may not still like suggest it ever, but I'm going to be like, oh, you want to play that? Okay, sweet. Let's do that. Right. Funny thing I, is, I, during yeah. the reteach when we played it the other day, I was getting that old feeling again. <laughs> the first time I played it, I'm like, what did I get myself into? Why yeah. did I agree to play this again? And then, yeah, like three turns in, I'm like, I kind of like this game. This is all right. So, yeah. yeah. I, I think there's two takeaways. One is if you played this game once and you didn't like it, you should give it another try. Yes. And two, uh, you should play it with the Evans because I think that's the uh, <laughs> that's a common denominator there. Common so hunt down Ryan and Laura Evans, Kansas, yes. and come in. Their uh, address is yeah. We're gonna have their phone numbers right down here. <laughs> <laughs> and you love this game. Well, that's enough, guys. So if you've ever played Great Western Trail, leave a comment. Let us know your thoughts on Great Western Trail. And of course, if you would send us a like and subscribe, we would really appreciate it. Round two. Fight! Random task. Show them what you do. Yes, today is our... Is this our third installment of Random Task, I believe? I think it's so. been a while. It's been a while since we've had Random Task. And for those of you that don't know, Random Task is when one of us, this time it's going to be me, assigns all of us to come up with a game out of their collection, not just pick one randomly that they've heard of, but one that they can actually grab out of their collection that meets a certain category. Then we'll all discuss the game that we grabbed at random. And uh, Randy, the producer, is going to award us points for uh, the best example of said game. And today, because some people correctly or incorrectly categorize Great Western Trail as a rondelle, it's a slight rondelle, I guess. Uh, we're going to have a stretch, but yes, it's a stretch. We're going to have a competition today. Everybody is going to on the mic on the count of three, get up and grab a Rondell game from their collection. And then we will all discuss them and see you who done did it better. All right. So three, two, one, grab a Rondell. Everybody get their game. I don't want to show it. I don't see Chris. I think Chris died. I see Chris. Well, while we're waiting for Chris, for those of you who don't know what a rondelle is, I've got it, uh, John. I've got it right okay. here. My bad. Had to find it. This is the rondelles. Oh. <laughs> wow, that's that's the Western. How did we? Uh, How did we know a Western that? rondelle song? Well, for those of you who don't know what a rondelle is, usually it means that you have the ability to move certain a certain distance, usually an unlimited distance along a path and take whatever action you land on foregoing the actions behind you and leaving those for other people. The way I understand a rondelle is usually it means those people behind you get to keep moving until they pass you up. Cause only the person that's in the last place moves. That's the classic rondelle. That's not the kind of rondelle there is in great Western trail where you're just passing things up. You'll do them on another turn, but so it's, it's you're not giving anyone more actions when you pass them up, unlike a true rondelle, but so that's what a rondelle is. I'm going to disagree with you, but I will pull, I'll, I'll show you what my uh, disagreement is on my pick. Yeah. Hold your tongue, son. Like <laughs> you like to say, so I'll go first. My example of a rondelle is craft wagon or as in it's said in its proper chairman craft wagon, as you can see there. And it's a really cool game about the beginning of the auto industry in Europe. And it's the rondelle is really cool. And it, where you're, you, it's a classic rondelle. You take an action, that action picks up and actually moves somewhere else when you take it. And it features really cool things like all these cool 
uh, early designers of automobiles. There's uh, who is that guy? Gottlieb Daimler. If you've heard of Daimler, surely you have. And then Willem Maybach from the famous Maybach car series. And you can build actual cars. Like here is another Daimler you can build. And they can, as the game goes on, they get more and more technically advanced. Where here you go. Here's a later Bugatti. Remember we mentioned a Bugatti on the show before. Watch hey, I've heard of that one. And here's a here's a Mercedes. So it's really cool. I mean, you you invest in different ways of, to produce. You can try to meet different uh, requirements of different uh, customers. You can emphasis on, emphasis on safety, performance, what have you. And so it's a really cool economic type game with the Rondell. And it, it's really thematic because it's also just like in uh, the auto industry, you can't ignore the performance. Like there's a racetrack where you actually move little, your little cars around a racetrack during the game. So that kind of gauges how far you are in the performance category. And so kind of like how automobile you know, giants now, they put their stuff in NASCAR or whatever to promote them. You're promoting them that way. So really cool game. Uh, but that I haven't played, <laughs> but it looks really cool. All right. That's what I've got is Kraftwagen. Chris, what do you got, buddy? All right. For me, with you saying, uh, you talking about a racetrack. I don't know why I didn't think of formula day. You go around a circle. That's a Rondell, right? There you go. No. Should be by, uh, by, Daniel's, all right, so by Daniel's explanation. That's not a Rondell, but you know what is people? Lupin Louie. That's the back of the box. <laughs> Lupin Louie. It's a rondel because you got your actually the back of the box will be helpful. You get to see these beautiful children here. Um it's uh you got the you got their little uh um I don't know Plane. what you would call it, like your little like a uh, flipper thing that you have, and the guy in the crop oh. dusting uh, plane goes by and you try to flip it, make sure he doesn't hit your chickens. It's a rondel. Because it goes around in circles, and uh, uh, I don't, I don't have, you know, I'm gonna be honest, I don't really have any Rondell games. I don't hate them, I just don't own any. So the best one I could find, and the amount of time I was given was Loop and Louie. And there you uh, go. Hey, once you skip those chickens, you can't get them till next time around. So that's right, exactly. That's, right. that's, that's correct. And he doesn't go backwards. He can no, go not at all. like every Rondell. So yep, uh, back. seems legit. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I, since you brought up Loop and Louie, Louie, I got to mention when we did our 24 days of Christmas, yeah. guys, his Loop and Louie went viral. I mean, it was a thousand views. Mm. But for us, that's huge. That's huge. <laughs> right. right. Apparently, we struck gold with Loop yep. and Louie. Maybe yep. we, we'll do it again. Do it again this the episode. longest time, it was the highest viewed video that we had without mm -hmm. And it was like by a large margin. By, really by multiple times. Yes. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed. John, that you or Chris, that you didn't go with the 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 alternative version of that though, which is Lupin Chewy, the Star Wars version. Oh, well, you know, well, I got to be on brand. Old man, original edition. Lupin well, Lupin Louie has four. Chewy only has three. So there is a case oh. to say that Lupin Louie is better. There That's correct. Yeah. Mm. Well, Andy, what That's... do you got, buddy? Are you going to do uh, Lupin Chewy for yours? I'm not going to do Lupin Chewy, although it is a fantastic game, and I love the Star Wars theme. I, on the other hand, when when it comes to rondelles, by the way, Great Western Trail is a rondelle. It's just not a like complete accurate circle. It is still around. It's just a funny looking circle. Um, the best Rondell game I'm going to give you is not only the best Rondell game. It is, in my opinion, the best game that I've played. Mm. I think Ooh. it's number one on my list according to my latest yeah. rankings. And that game would be Blend Heaven and Ale. Oh, Heaven and Ale is a game. Now, when I do my rankings, because I, I just did this the other night. A little little uh, spoiler alert, we're going to be doing something on our Facebook group uh, that you can get into and be a part of where we do this uh, March Madness of board games. And so I was 
asked to do one of the brackets, so I had to come up with my top uh, 20 games. But this one is the one that won. When I when I did that, I used, a, well, another little uh, shout-out to somebody. I used a, a little ranking engine called PubMeeple. If you haven't heard of PubMeeple.com, you should check it out. It lets you uh, rank your games head-to-head. But uh, I did that. This is what came out on top. Whenever I hear the game Heaven and Ale mentioned, I have never once had a bad taste in my mouth. I'm always like, yeah, I'd play that. That sounds great. Let's play that. And I've probably played it 30, 40 times. I love this game. It is a game, the theme is, you know, nothing that really speaks to me, but I love the mechanics. It is, the theme is you are monks brewing beer. Monks Monks brewing beer. And uh, you have to increase your ingredients, which are going to be hops and yeast and uh, water and wood and uh, something else. Um, But anyway, regardless... I love how tight this game is. This is a game that is super tight. The choices are hard. It is a rondelle. You can jump ahead far as far as you want to grab the tile you need, but you can never go back, so you it's always a push your luck. Do I wait and do this? And also on that rondelle is the chance to score points, and you can only score those points in certain categories once throughout the entire game. And your tendency is to push your luck and try and uh, make those scores as good as possible, but if you wait too long, there won't be enough scoring spaces left, and you won't be able to score them. It's, ah, it's such a good game. Guys, highly recommend heaven and ale best rondell game best game i agree with you uh andy it's really good uh, but i don't think your wife agrees with you Ooh. <laughs> yeah she I, she she hasn't li- she doesn't like stressful games and this is a stressful game this is a tense game but yeah. i love it oh it, it, it gives me the feels i agree with you too you do like that game okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh daniel so, what do you got for us buddy you know, now i'm torn i was pretty convinced that andy was going to pick the one. one I really wanted to do. So I went with my backup. So um, let's just put it this way. A Rondale, I'm, I'm going to say what mine was that I thought Andy was going to pick. And I thought he was going to pick Glenn Moore too, as we all do. Uh, but I really enjoy this game. Um, you're, you're building, you're going around um, a board and picking up tiles and you're placing them down on your board. Then you have to move a meeple onto it. And then you get to um, activate all the surrounding tiles. So as your board moves out, you stop activating previous tiles so you you each tile will only activate so many times but this is a really interesting one it also comes with a lot of different like chronicles so like it's like built-in expansion so you always put two in so the game is versatile and it's really exciting but that's not the game i picked the game <laughs> i picked <laughs> the game it i still picked won't, not... even though it's the one he would have picked if he did if yeah. Yeah. Andy didn't yeah. take the one that he thought he would take yeah you voted right. for it before you voted against it yeah that's right so I went with the more untraditional rondelle. So a lot of people will say Concordia is a rondelle because you have a hand of cards. You're building your cards, you're playing them out, and then you pick them back up. So it's like going around in a circle in an action. Well, what else game does that? This you know? game right here, Gloomhaven. You have a hand oh of God. 10 cards. You play two at a time. You have to keep moving through the your, your abilities. And then at the end of a round, you have to trash one of those because um, you, you always have trash. to get rid of one that you played. You can also stop prematurely trashing one of the cards you've played before and picking up what you've already played. So while this is a dungeon crawl and there's no actual like rotation around a board, it's still a phenomenal rondelle game that is uh, really puzzly and always ends in a good time. Gloomhaven. Thank- Daniel, thank you for outdoing Daniel or uh, Andy on picking a game that has no connection to the theme that we're looking for. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, that's that's almost that's that's just bad. wrong. That's uh, too bad. I mean, it like, is like Lupin so. Louie was a joke. But, it <laughs> but it's more of a question is more of a Rondell than hey, Gloomhaven. 
Hey, look it out there. If Concordia is a rondelle, and I believe it's mentioned as a rondelle on Board Game Geek, then that means Gloomhaven's a rondelle. Prove wow. Yeah, okay. prove me wrong. Uh, the, Change my mind. Change I my love mind. me some BGG, but I'm spoilers. It's fallible. It we'll can see, be we'll wrong. See what, uh, we'll see what uh, Randy says. Randy's the referee, right? Oh, man. Um, All right, yeah, Randy. I, that's uh, terrible, I Daniel. I, I will say, I know that Randy would agree with me that Gloomhaven is one of the better games, but I understand that's why you picked it. I understand if he doesn't Sucking pick up to it the judge. game. So, one. All right, now we're going to defer to Randy, the producer of our show. He is going to judge who came in first, second, and third place. We're going to get three, two, and one points respectively. So, Randy, lay it on us. Who was third place? Chris. That would be Chris. Oh, did he get the point? Yeah, he got Chris. the point. Okay, All there's right. room for the rest of us. All right. And now for the silver medal, Randy. Who's getting number two? Andy! All right. Hey, All right. first place is still up for grabs. Oh, my it's gosh. Between if it's me and you, and John. I might walk off this set right now. Uh, <laughs> first place, Randy. What do we got? Yeah. Oh, no! yeah there it is. That's ridiculous. That's Wagen, no. baby. No. A true rondelle. It is a rondelle. I'm right. I'm offended. And just like random task, I'm going to throw this hat. <laughs> uh, well, I think random task throws his shoe, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Um, yes, but that is correct. If you like to throw things, leave a comment down below. And also, if your name's Rondell and you have a question about what a rondelle game is, leave that question down below. Or if you have a favorite rondelle game you want to share, then partner, put it in there in the comments. But now we're going to take a little break and we're going to announce the winner of our contest, correct? Is that what we're yeah. going to do, guys? All right. We got that coming up next. So and it we'll come right by. back with the rest of the show. We'll see you on down the trail. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Though the screams are swollen, keep them doggies rolling. Hey, guys. It's that time where we are going to announce the winner of our contest from episode 14. Yeah. So in episode 14, we did a review and release of the game Between Two Cities from uh, Stonemeyer Games. And they were nice enough to give us a review copy, which is our first review copy, by the way. So we were really excited about that. But we've kind of decided as a group that it, since there's four of us, it doesn't make sense for one of us to keep it. So we thought anytime we get a review copy, we're just going to go ahead and release it into the wild. Give it to one of you guys. And all you had to do, <laughs> all you had to do is go to episode 14 and comment and subscribe, of course, um, to enter the drawing. So today we have a few entries and we are going to randomize it with our friend, our producer, Randy at the helm. And he's going to hit this little start button. And it is going to give us, oh, are we going to do a final four? That's right. Yes. We're going to pick four people to intent, uh, to uh, intensify the anticipation. We're going to do a top four. And then from the top four, we're going to pick one. All right. Are we, we going to do our first one now? Let's see who the lucky four are. Here we go. <laughs> Joe hey, Coleman. Joe okay. Coleman. All right. He's from our game group. Tommy Boy Tommy 44. 44. Ooh. Okay. Is he the Tommy Boy? <laughs> I think it's Adam Sandler. Thane Woods. Woods. Not Thanos. Not Thanos. And our last one. Last one of the four. 
Snowdrop Dreamer. Snowdrop, Snowdrop Dreamer. Dreamer. <laughs> okay. Be anybody. That's their given birth name. name. That's right. I mean, it sounds like a good Christian name. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, so Snowdrop Dreamer, Thane Woods, Joe Coleman, and who else? Tommy Boy 44. Okay. It's between right. them and this is going to be the last one, right? Correct. Yes. This is it. This is it. One of you four will soon be a winner. <laughs> All right. Hey, before we give this away, let's just do a quick 10 second recap of what we thought of it. Uh, John, what did you think of Between oh, wow. Two Cities? I'm surprised I am to be called upon. I liked it well enough that I bought my own copy because this is not the one we're giving away. This is one that I have purchased on my own and already played like three times since uh, we've done it. And yeah, going into it, had no no good expectations of it. Didn't intrigue me at all. So don't let that get in the way of you when you're uh, looking for a game because it's it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. I, I think we had talked about it before though. I only I would only play it at the higher player counts. I'm seeing the reason to play it at low player counts, but yeah. at higher player counts, it's it's a blast. It's a good game. All right, Chris, what's your 10 second recap? Yeah, uh, fantastic. Again, not many games uh, have a higher player count that actually work like John said. So I loved it, and honestly, I liked it enough. Like I I played it twice now, and both times great. And I actually really want to try to play it with a small player count and just see how that draft and the tiles get back to you, how that changes things. So, yeah. Like a three player great. game. That does seem a little intriguing. Right. That would be wild. All right, Andy, <laughs> what about you? Random tile placement has a cooperative element. It sucks. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's not bad, but I would much rather play seven wonders or I would much rather play uh, um, uh, uh, Warsaw. Got it. Yeah. Warsaw was good. No, I really, uh, me personally, I liked it. It exceeded my expectation. I expected almost nothing from it, but it was a good game. We played it again, uh, in the past week or so, or maybe two weeks. Um, and it, it stayed solid. It was still a fun experience and, uh, it's really fun to yell at your partner when they make an obvious error. Like, oh, what was Chris's again? He goes, yeah. He goes, Daniel, I'm going to give this tile to my opponent because he needs more help. And we're like, okay. And at the end we counted it. We're like, Hey, Chris, how much, uh, how much uh, points did that give you? He's like, one. <laughs> and that was the lowest city of the entire oh, no. game. So we're like, we're glad you're helping your partner. Uh, <laughs> but I was right that it was the lowest and it needed the most help. So yeah, by the way, right. I'd like to I'd like to point out right now that I'm the only one that kept my 10 second review to good job. 10 yes, seconds. You did. Ah, That's not true. Well, good job. You want a cookie? I do. <laughs> uh, one thing I didn't want to add is we just, Chocolate chip. we actually just played this last night at six players. And every city scored between 68 and 74 points. It was quite the, yeah, quite yeah, the, that's good. quite yeah. the competition there. I think Chris's city was like at the forties. So <laughs> no, it wasn't, it was 66. <laughs> sure. We'll say that. Mm. All right. Well, Randy, I think we're getting a nod that he is ready. So let's see out of the right. final four. Who is it Let's see be? who it is. Thane Woods. Thane Woods. Thane Woods. Congratulations, Thane. You win. It was 62. <laughs> and that's why, children, you should always log your games. To that's your right. Friends right there. Someone tries, someone tries to trash you. You can be like, no. <laughs> yep. Here it is. That's proof. All right. Well, Thane, hey, we'll reach out to you. We actually kind of know who you are. So we, uh, so we'll, we'll reach out to you, but congratulations. And uh, thanks guys. So remember, we'll be doing these periodically throughout the years, uh, throughout the year. And if you want to be a part of our next one, just subscribe now. And then you don't have to worry about that step. And all you would have nope, to do is comment. comment. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, until next time, happy trails. Happy trails to you. <laughs> Didn't we do that until as an Until we meet again. <laughs> wow.
Hey, well, congratulations to Thane Woods. We're glad that you uh, commented. Glad you subscribed. We appreciate it. But hey, I, I just realized that at the commercial break, I, I threw my hat like like random task. But didn't he throw his shoe? Correct. That was random task, yeah. Oh, Odd job threw his hat. Yes. Oh, okay. Who's odd job? Uh, from the James Bond movies. Yes. Ow, that thing. Okay. But right. the, throwing the shoe was not just random task. I believe that was also a reporter who threw a, a shoe at uh, President Bush. Oh. <laughs> do you remember that? I do remember Sounds that. Sounds familiar. Called him an yeah. infidel. I think that's an insult in the uh, that that Islamic world. Yeah. So I go. think you're thinking of the odd job from uh, Goldeneye being OP, which they actually just re-released and have available. They did. I, I'm going to get uh, that. Xbox and yes. Nintendo Switch. I'm getting yeah, that I really love that he was so small, so it was really hard to shoot him. Yes, it's hard to shoot him. Exactly. Right. But he took what? more headshots. Yeah, so that was the trade-off. Yeah. Was it was still it was still against our house rules to play odd job. You couldn't right. do that. But if you were a beast, <laughs> if you wanted to flex on people, you played Jaws and be like, come at me, bro, I'm huge, and you still can't. Yeah, there you go. Odd job <laughs> in the facility. That's right. That was the ultimate cheat. Guard Ooh. the bathroom. All That's right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, with all that said, I think it's time to get back to uh, why the folks are here, wouldn't you say? So. It's game time. You want to play games? All right. Take a nap now. <laughs> Randy's the referee. Oh, you mad, bro? <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back to it uh, with a, a fun little game that uh, I'm going to host now. A little segment we're going to debate, and I think this is near and dear to my heart. And uh, you guys will appreciate this. And that is the subject of board gaming and turn length, turn length. It is a divisive topic. I maintain as one who is prone to analysis paralysis that it is acceptable to take a lengthy turn if it is a well thought out turn and it means that you end up winning the game. I have many times been known to take a long, long time and uh, 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 and come out on top, and I feel like it's justified in that situation. Uh, it comes to mind we played a six-player game of Keyflower once that lasted like three and a half hours or something, but I won the game, so I felt completely justified in doing that. Others will argue that it is really freaking annoying to play with someone who has AP, and, and I get that because it's funny. Despite the fact that I do suffer from AP, when I see it in others, sometimes I'm really annoyed too, so it's really really hypocritical of me. I will say that uh, one of the things about uh, uh, AP and uh, player length turn is that uh, if there's an agreed upon method to enforce it, I'm all for it. I played in a tournament, for instance, I played in the Carcassonne North American uh, National Championship at Gen Con a couple of times, and they enforce a chess timer. So each person has 15 minutes on their chess timer. The game will take 30 minutes exactly. And I will say it, it made it very uh, good. It made it really tense and good. And you had to make your decision and you knew you had this much time or that much time. And so you just went with it. And so the, 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 the rules were fair. I think what happens though sometimes is there is AP and then there's also sometimes perceived AP. And that is because some people um, 
I don't know. It just seems like they should know what they're doing. And maybe because you assume they should know what they're doing, you think they're taking longer than they are. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not annoyed. I'm pretty forgiving usually with it. There's been a few times where it's been an issue. But I think the big thing is to agree upon a standard uh, when you're playing games. If you're going to take a certain amount of time or allow a certain amount of time, go for it. Maybe you set a five-minute clock. Maybe you just just don't set a clock and you just play and have fun. Um, but what do you guys think? Uh, Daniel, let's go to you. What's your uh, opinion on uh, player turn length? All right. Well, um, I do want to uh, do a couple of uh, responses to yours. One, the key flower game that took three and a half hours is where Andy time comes from. Um, it, I, We literally timed it because his turns were taking so long. It took five people one and a half minutes to take his turn, and it took Andy three and a half minutes. So Andy time is literally double the amount of time an entire game takes. So if we ever refer to Andy time, that's what we're referring to. But I did win. And it was not worth it. So it was to me <laughs> at the expense of all of us. So uh, yeah, player length time is pretty touchy with me. I'm someone who I take quick and concise actions. I, I know what I'm going to do before I do it, because if I don't, I will forget. Now, as Chris's response there, he is right. I will take a little bit of time when it's needed every now and then. But I also acknowledge that it's taking a while and I will almost tell the the, the uh, table like, hey, make me hurry up or tell me to make a decision because I think it is um, it, it's just kind of selfish to take these excessively long turns every single time. And my default, dude, no, 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 Andy, I, this is my default to Andy every time he takes a long time. I always tell him if I took 10 minutes a turn in a game that should only take 30 seconds, I would win, too. Because I would make you forget your actions. I would make you hate the game. I would make you just want to get this over with. <laughs> so, yes, if I filibustered this game, I could win as well. So you do need to hurry up your turn. And I am a strong believer in invoking that chess timer. And I want to do it to where you get like uh, an, an appropriate amount of points if you are the one who took the least amount of time. Because I think there's something okay. to that. So, so first of all, Daniel, it's... 10 minutes is an exaggeration. No, it's not. That's my, but yes, you exaggerate no. to make a point. It's got her, it's called hyperbole. But if I did take 10 minutes a turn, I would win. No, so I'm suggesting you're limit? suggesting that I take no. 10 minutes a turn. I do no, not no, take no. 10 minutes a turn. My point is the longer you take, the more probability you'll win. Because if I took 10 minutes, you too would stop caring and just want the game to be It's over. a war of attrition, buddy. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's not supposed to be. It's a war of attrition. There's a lot of mental games that mental head games that go into uh, the board gaming. I think every time you play a board game, it's a mental head game. <laughs> Anytime Andy plays with you, you just got to outlast him. And it's hard. Anytime it's you play tough. a game with me, somebody is mentally ill. <laughs> there you go. That's not untrue. <laughs> John, right. what do you have to say? Thank you. Um, well, I had a lot of things I've, I've got written down here to say because there's many different things that contribute to long-term length. And actually, AP is not one of the ones that bothers me the most. It does bother me. It doesn't bother me the most. AP is at least someone who isn't distracted. Distracted bothers me. People that are there and they have their phone sitting right next to them and they're looking at their phone in between every turn, gets to their turn. I've had people do this before. We're like, oh, it's my turn. They roll dice. Why are you rolling dice? You don't even roll dice. It's like <laughs> those dice were set to where they're supposed to be set. Why did you pick them up and roll it? They're so disconnected from the game we're playing. They don't even remember what's going on. 
so unnecessary things like that. It's just very rude to the people that you're playing with. I'm going to call out the people on this show. Daniel, yes, you like to make quick turns. Does that include the times you go back and redo your turn three times? No, it, it does, does not. not. That's the yeah. reason I was doing this. It's That's why I was doing time that. once in a while. It's yes. because he plays on other people's turns. Yes, yes. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Andy, it's not just the AP. It's it's also the distracted plane that happens with Andy. And uh, as an example, with both he and Chris, when we were trying to play, play The Hunger, as you'll recall, we reviewed The Hunger a while back. This is a game that should take an hour, maybe an hour and even 15 minutes with the teachers. The way I, it happened when I taught three other people the game. But when you're in between turns, stepping away from the table, watching a football game, and then, oh, is it my turn? Oh, let me deal my cards and start thinking about what I can do on my turn. That's not how you play a game. You deal your cards. You're ready for your turn when it's your turn. And you're like, okay, now I'm going to play. That's how you play a game. No it would have been a lot easier if the if football what? game wasn't tented blue. <laughs> That was distracting. That's an inside joke, but John's TV is like, I, I don't know what's going on with it, but we're all I've like, fixed dude. I've fixed the setting since. I've fixed the setting since. Yeah, sure you have. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's so a bad picture distracts Andy. Now we know. But so game turn length that's legitimate, even if it's AP, doesn't bother me as much. I have a friend of mine that is, I mean, he's got to go over what everybody did every turn leading up to his. Okay, you did that. And so you're plugging it. I mean, he'll say it out loud to himself and then he'll take his turn. He just has to do that. I don't think there's anything you can do to speed him up. But the distracted, the on the phone, the not paying attention to talking to other people, that's the kind of things that's rude and shouldn't be done, in my opinion. Thank you. All right, so first of all, a couple of things. I will respond Andy's to, uh, since I got Daniel's fi thing fixed on John's, uh, I don't have to talk about that now. But uh, I do have to say, I defended myself with the hunger. The reason the game was distracting is because the game wasn't interesting um it didn't keep my interest and i was just like okay well i guess i'll watch this game now that i've done my little thing so uh, yeah that was not interesting uh, also i will say that like i know we're bagging on andy here crazy for andy time i i i'm well and full aware that i'm probably the second most detractor uh of taking a long time like second I, most attractive is that what you said i mean well no i'm first most attractive oh okay but, i was gonna say you're not uh, giving yourself credit exactly i, I appreciate it appreciate it um, <laughs> but uh uh so i do take some time and i hate it i'm self-aware on it but uh, yeah i don't know like oh man and this is just how i feel as a whole there are exceptions to the rule obviously but um you know just take the time that you need to do it right and have a good time right now what is that number right if you're not having a good time because someone is taking an obscene amount of time i understand that right and and andy yes it's it only it only matters to you if it was worth it if you win it's still a loss for everyone else, even if you win and you took all that time. So it doesn't matter. Uh, sure so, there, yeah. Someone out there exists that feels the same way I do. Yes, cool. and they will not play together with I'm you. I'm glad that one other time. person out of just the sheer number of people on Earth agree with you. Yes. Good job on you for math. <laughs> That's no, all I got, though, Dandy. I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I and I try not to, but so here's the other thing that's interesting, guys, is, is one of the reasons we play board games is not to just play the board game. It's to experience a social environment, correct? So, I thought it was to and, win the game. You play to win the game. Yeah, there, there is that. But, uh, you know, right. I understand what you're saying, and it can be rude to be distracted, but it also is part of the uh, part of the experience to joke around and 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 be social and i know sometimes that irks people more than others um and maybe 
maybe that's just kind of knowing who you're playing with and knowing the crowd you're going into and knowing the type of game you're going into. Uh, if you're playing a heavy Euro game that doesn't have much interaction, yeah, it's it's going to be hard to socialize there. But if you're playing a game that's got some interaction and stuff, you know, you kind of expect that and go into it. It's, I don't know. I, I can respect both sides of it. Yeah, yeah but Andy, Andy, real quick, sorry, I just want to jump in here. Yeah, Andy, I agree with you. Like, it, and it, it's it's kind of almost like a a parallel to role role playing, in the fact that like that there's this there's this uh, phrase that's used that's a marquee phrase of playing a tabletop role playing game of every table is different, and that's because every player is different. And so, like, yeah, if you have a play group where everyone's just like, I'm just here to blow off some steam on the weekend with my buddies because it was a rough, you know, it took a long, it was a rough get, week of work. And a game that's supposed to take an hour, we took four hours because we just relaxed and had fun. Like, then that works for your play group, right? But uh, it just, it depends on the expectations of the other players, which is part of the reason that's a problem that you play with, you know, people in public because you don't have your normal play group and you're having to deal with, you know, whatever their expectations are, so. Yeah, but I, okay, so two things. I think John was correct. It it matters how you're taking a long turn. If you're taking a long turn because you're thinking about your turn, that's fine. If it's because you're constantly distracted, that's the problem. Now, if you're playing a game that lends to the casualness, like recently we played a game of code names and there was a lot of talking in between turns because there was a lot of analysis paralysis by the clue giver. So we just sat there. Um, yes, you and Randy, you guys were horrible. Okay. No, <laughs> uh, uh, so, um, yeah, th- that type of conversation is fine, but when you're playing a heavy Euro game, you can't be distracted constantly and then taking extra long turns because those complicated, you're investing a lot of time and a lot of energy into there and you need to keep your thoughts about the game consistent. So just because Andy likes to come and talk about everything under the moon when you're playing, I don't know, terraforming Mars, I like to be focused and be like, okay, I need to do this, this, and this on my turn. And if it takes 10 minutes to get back to me, I'm not forget. And it's not fair. So um, it depends on what game it is. If it's a casual game, fun game, yeah, be distracted, have fun. But if it's a serious game, like a a Euro, you got to stay focused, man. I think think what we're learning here, this is a great exercise in expressing what our needs are, what our feelings are, and what we as a people need to do to be in harmony and coexist. So next time you play board games and you gather around, tell everyone, I need this from you. I need that from you. And I will promptly ignore it. Well, let's get our yoga mats out too. But what you need from me is this right here. What is that? It's the best component in a game. It's from Snowtails. It is the pause token. Ah. (laughs) this this game literally says in the rules this component is supposed to be given to the slowest player and feel free to take it out of the game and use it in every game you own that's pretty cool yes so do you lose points for having it or is it just no just passive aggressive rubbing their nose in it it's just it's all for trolling it's trolling purposes i actually made a uh longest turn uh, thing for Catan, you know, longest road and biggest army was longest turn right, minus longest two turn. points, and you'd hand it to the person that made the longest turn, and then it'd keep passing around. I, guys, yeah. I think I might invest in getting some chess timers. I, I, I support this for you. Wow, that's <laughs> like, and by the way, that's like joining AA. <laughs> I admit I have a problem. <laughs> I, my name is Andy, and I suffer that's from right. AP. I'm a recovering analysis paralysis. Right. <laughs> Um, I will say though, one more thing real fast. And that is, I know you don't like distraction, but some of us actually really do have ADHD and we can't help it completely. 
There you go. Are you covering your mouth because you don't you're you're laughing at me and you don't want me to see it? No, it's because I'm yelling at my dog. Oh, oh I guess. <laughs> I think he's like he's like bull crap, Andy. Bull crap. Bull crap. Hey, Andy, better than a better than a chess timer. Oh, that wasn't muted. What, uh, you could do what we did over at uh, Daniel's house, where before we sat down to play Great Western Trail. Ryan, one of the guys we're playing with, said, hey, after this, we're going to play Godfather. And it was getting kind of late. I'm like, my turn's going to go quick now. Godfather's like my favorite <laughs> game. <laughs> okay, dun, 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 your turn. Go, go, go. So there you go. that's one way to do it. It's true. Well, let us know in the comments below how you have dealt with players and their turn lengths, or if you're a long-term offender yourself. Mm-hmm. And once again, we always appreciate those likes and subscribes. Yes. Round four, fight! All right, boys, it's time for another play shelf trade. Woo! All right, and as one might expect, today it's a Western theme. So uh, we have uh, three great games here, in my opinion. It's going to be tough wow. to choose on. Uh, we have Pioneer Days, Colt Express, and Flick 'em Up. All right, so. Uh, man, th- I think this is one of the tougher ones for me. Uh, I've not actually played Pioneer Days myself, um, but I've read it uh, a lot, and uh, man, it, it sounds pretty great. I, I like the uh, the idea of how you roll kind of like the dice, and you have to just, dis- and everyone kind of drafts them, and then the one that's not used determines like you know some bad things that will happen from turn to turn. Uh, it kind of gives some value to both not only being first in the round but also last. Um, so that that seems pretty cool. Colt Express, man, that's a that's a cool game uh, for you know light kind of like party type game. But the way the mechanism works with playing your cards and not knowing exactly what's going to happen and everything like that, it just it adds a lot of hilarity. There's not a whole lot of strategy, so to speak, but um, but it, it's it's a real fun you know kind of a party aspect plus, I guess best way to describe it. And I like it a lot. Flick them up, man. I've not played that one either. I've always been intrigued by it because it's got the kind of disc flicking, like a crokinole or something of that nature, except there's some more things going on here. Good night, man. This is going to be a tough one for me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with, I guess I'm going to put Colt Express on the shelf because uh, that's just a great mainstay, you know, kind of like I said, a party plus type game. I uh, enjoy it. I recently got it used for $9. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, um and, and you know that actually is, seems on brand because i paid nine dollars for it now and that like if it was you paid nine dollars for it back in the old days then it'd be like you're buying like a kickstarter so it's true it, with the way inflation's come out yes. but anyways uh and then we got i'm gonna go with man flick them up is it always intrigued me but i've never actually got to the table so i think i need to go with fine ear days because apparently flick em up hasn't flipped my lid enough to actually get it played and i i really like the idea of just the way that that game sounds and, and seems kind of a midweight all these kind of midway or family and uh, yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go pioneer days that as my play and then flick them up i'm sorry i guess i'm trading you away because i don't know i haven't cared enough to get you to the table yet so andy so what you, you got so you do own flick them up oh no I don't own it, but I'm just saying oh, I haven't correct. like seeked it out. I, I haven't gotcha. been like, who's got okay. it? Let's get it played, you know? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, yeah, so let me tell you mine. Um, first of all, play. I'm going to go with Flick'em Up to play. Ooh. I played it once, and it wasn't wow. bad. 
And normally, you might not. Say, I'm 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 a pretty. I don't know. I don't know if I'd call myself a hardcore board gamer, but I'm I'm pretty pretty into thinky games. So you you, you might think it's strange that I picked the dexterity game to play, but I do love me some crokinole, and flick 'em up basically sounds like a, a crokinole RPG set in the old <laughs> west, um, so to speak, or just thematic thematic crokinole. And so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play thick 'em up, flip thick 'em up, flick 'em up, thick 'em up, Th- thick 'em up's a different, that's up, a different game. It's all about uh, fattening yourself up to send your. Uh, anyway, anyway, never mind. Um, Doesn't all board <laughs> games you. do that? Is that just like part of being a board gamer? Is thick 'em up? We thick might up. we might have just found our next parody, by the way. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, for that one next week. Anyway, Mike Tyson um, presents thick 'em up. <laughs> <laughs> no flick them up i want to i want to get that to the table again and, and play that i think that'd be fun um as far as shelf i, I gotta put pioneer days on the shelf and keep it in my collection because it is a fantastic game john first introduced it to me and i love it i love it love it love it it's a great game um uh tmg game which i guess is is it out of print now because tmg's not doing stuff i Correct. suppose so yep. um if you can find a copy though it's it's fantastic uh the one i'm going to send away though uh, i'm going to trade away colt express i've wanted to like it i've wanted to give it a shot I've tried, and it seems like it would be fun, but I, for whatever it is, these games that are pre-programmable like that, uh, Volt is another one, and there's others, they just don't do it for me. I don't know why. I, I've, I've never had that much fun with it. It feels way too random. It doesn't really feel thinky. You, you'd think it'd be kind of like, you know, you're, you're doing this whole guessing what your partner's going to do, but it just feels too complex to be just a straight game where you're bluffing against people and it's just just too random for me so cult express i will unfortunately trade away despite the fact that i know it's well received by many so andy you said flick em up sounds like a role-playing uh crokinole which it's yes. not but i was thinking that would be pretty cool i think we need to like you know like there's that role-playing game dread where it's a jenga tower someone needs to get on using flick em up crokinole mechanics to do a role-playing game i'd be all aboard on that that's fair. It could be done. Yeah. So, all right. So mine are, um, so I hate this list. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> Not a fan of uh, uh, Cold Express. Flick them up is one. fine. And Pioneer Days, they keep saying I've played it before. I don't think I have. And I don't really want to. It looks wow. fine. TMG makes good games, but ah. So this is hard for me, but in a different way. So uh, I'm going to go with, my shelf would be i suppose pioneer days it's the only one that i haven't owned at some point and gotten rid of so that's the <laughs> one that will at least stay on my shelf um and it's a euro week which is what i would prefer so i'll go with that the play out of those two is gonna have to be flick them up i'm okay with flick them up i'll play those crokinole's fine flick them up is good um and it, and it 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 fits the right moment especially if I can get my kids into it. That'd be a really fun game to play, but uh, a serious game night, never going to play it, but I'll play it in the right situation. And the one that's getting out here is Colt Express. These guys know I hate these kind of games. I do not like, like push your luck mechanics, things that you're like, Oh, I think, no. Okay. I think Chris is giving me a look. Says I like getting inside your head. I think you're going to do this. So I'm going to play this, which is kind of what this game is. But the problem is, there's so many factors where you're playing things upside down and you don't know it. And it's just every time I played this game, when I owned it, it fell so flat. It was one of these games I wanted to like, but literally I couldn't get anybody that I played it to enjoy it. And after enough plays of that, you're just like, this game's not worth it. It's not worth my time. It's not worth their time. So it's out of there. I no longer enjoy it. So it's my trade. 
I think now would be a very appropriate time to tell everyone that the very first game that Daniel gifted me was Colt Express. Oh, really? So that really <laughs> says something about how much he likes me. Yep. <laughs> Take that, mister. So that's weird. Understand. Did I give you my copy? You may have, <laughs> but you're like, oh, you're going to love it. <laughs> I'm ah. like, really? Okay. Well, that was in the early days when I didn't really know board game and I bought whatever Tom Vassell told me to. So uh, <laughs> I've grown. Oh, we had to get a board game Jesus mention. Got to. I've grown more as a gamer. So uh, I've, I've regretted a lot. I, since we're on that topic, I do got to say the one game that finally broke me of Tom Vassell love and just doing whatever he says was Batman um gotham city not not the big kickstarter one but the small little one he loved this game he said it was great the game ends when the deck is empty twice it's the weirdest game ending anyways and it's essentially munchkin but on a board uh anyways that that was a tangent so honestly daniel like you were like oh i know you're looking at me chris but it's this other thing everything you said after that was everything i feel about it like (laughs) like either like Excuse either me. you're in God. trying to figure out you're like oh well it, but yeah you can't get in their head because it's this and this that's the reason i don't care about what else other people are doing because there's way too much to consider uh, just do your know. own thing i guess i i guess you're right in that my explanation was bad but uh <laughs> i think you're right on point actually daniel and the, the, my big problem with those type of games where you're trying to uh to bluff people or can guess what your opponent's going to do they have to be fairly simple if they're too complex, then yeah. you're really, it's just random at that point. Yes. And but there's Colt too Express many is simple. It is. No. It's just like, I'm okay, here, bring it to there. me. You guys are done. You guys all are right, done. John, what do you got? Turn. Shut up, all of oh, you. That's right. You haven't gone. Uh, knock John. your heads Sorry. together. <laughs> crying out loud. Okay. These, I had mentioned before, that Western themed games are something that appeals to my heart. It's something I, that always intrigues me. And for that reason, I do own two of these games. And we're going to go ahead and go through those. My play is going to be Pioneer Days. It's an amazing game, like Andy has mentioned before. The dice drafting element, the crunchy decisions you have to make on your turn, the different things that you can do to manipulate the dice, manipulate what the dice do when you get them. They can actually manipulate what they actually do when you take them. So there's a lot of decisions to be made in that game. And there's a lot of really crunchy decisions because you might not have a chance to do it again or whatever the, the games, the rounds are so short and then all the different decisions affect everyone. So it's, it's really cool. You can, you can do a lot of take that if that's what you're trying to do, or you can do a lot of building your, your herd. There's a lot of different ways you can win. It's, it's, it's such a cool game. And uh, then Colt express. So that's my play. Colt express is going to stay on my shelf because it is a simple game. And with the expansions, I can play seven people. We can sit around the table and have a blast. And it takes like 40 minutes total. And it's I've got the mat. I've got the, all the fun stuff that makes it look really cool. I've got the little printed meeples. And it's it's yeah, it's yeah, it's easy to tell what people are going to try to do. Oh, he's probably going to pick up the treasure that's there. I'm going to go shoot him. You know, whatever. You see what's in your tech and you try to do it. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't work out, it's a 40-minute game. You're having fun. It's just a fun time. So Amen. it's 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 just barely this side of a party game. You get that many people going, and you have a little chaos. Throw that in; it's a good time. Uh, Flick 'em up is a game that I has always intrigued me, but kind of like what Chris said, I've seen it to drop by, I've seen it to trade, I've seen it do many things, and I never have pulled the trigger on it. There's something about it. Ah, hey, pull the trigger. That's even thematic. Oh. And so, how about that? And so. That's going to have to be my trade because I haven't picked it up so far. I'm probably not going to do it from now on. But those other two are, yeah, that's that's my play. That's my shelf. And so live with it. Eat that, Daniel. Take that, buddy. Oh, I'll live with it. But I do think all of these need to be traded. Yeah. <laughs> you you haven't even played Pioneer Days. You really have to give yep. it a shot. That's why okay. you're a dude and not a cowboy. That's right. <laughs> Pioneer you're Days right. is a good game. 
I, I did. I, I pulled this off. So this guy on Great Western Trail, that's, that's who you. I, yep. don't, you, don't you see the resemblance? Yep. So, there you that go. looks like that's me, you. though, with the old man face. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of me, well, it's time for me to wrap up the segments. So if uh, if you what, well, let us know what you think your play shelf trade is and uh, tell come come in on with us and say you can't decide on any of them because because uh, Daniel's wrong and wants to trade them all of them. So uh, put that in the comments and always like share and subscribe. There you go. What's the right, uh, what's guys. the tally here? Who won anyway? That's true. It's oh, it's true. time to announce a winner. Well, Daniel hates that I use the drum roll I so much, I but I love so the drum much. roll. <laughs> it's my favorite. Mr. John Tysman with 12 points takes the cake. How about that? Tarnation, what is going on around here? I think Randy That's likes cool. John. He wins Maybe. a lot. We must be like-minded. We're mind-melding. I, I think it's because I don't you. kiss up like everybody else does. That might be it, too. Gloomhaven got no points. I'm still mad. <laughs> I, I knew that's why you did it. <laughs> See, I think it's because I told Randy I'm basically never playing Axis Nallies ever again. See there? See there? <laughs> so, John, what are you going to talk about? What do you, you got well, two minutes to, or whatever to tell yeah, us whatever you It'll be fairly short. I'm waiting for the camera to get on me, Mr. DeMille, as, as Andy likes to say. There we go. All right. As you recall, last time I talked about Marvel movies <laughs> for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andy's already shaking his head. This is going to be quick because something happened to me over the last couple of weeks. It was like a revelation, okay? It was a rebirth. And how many of you guys out there are Star Wars fans? Have you watched all the Star Wars? Have you watched all the new Star Wars? Have you watched all the old Star Wars? Well, while Rogue One is still my favorite Star Wars movie, I recently, through the pestering of my youngest son, watched episodes seven, eight, and nine, which I'd only seen part of seven. I don't think I'd ever watched all of them. And I don't see why these get the hate that they do, because to me, that is the best trilogy of all of them from one, two, three, one, two, three is terrible. One, especially. Oh, my word. Can we have more annoying characters in that movie? But one, two and three are just bad. They're they're They are either boring or annoying. That's they go from boring to annoying and then back to boring. Four, five and six are just a little dated. They're really good movies, but they're a little dated. And I hate that you can't get. The original version of them anymore with all the cgi that's been added in over the years why can't you know even on net even on disney plus why can't why don't we have the option of let's see how it was released in theaters because george lucas is a weirdo and he's like no this is the way i envisioned it i want everyone to see it this way so you and have the bad cgi instead of the yeah so you have the bad cgi instead of the you know old time graphics so that's i wish you could see that but seven eight nine especially going in with low expectations it blew me away the story was good the powers that these people had were fun to watch and so that's my thing. Give seven, eight, and nine a chance, people. Don't listen to all the bad hype. That's what I got on that. See, it's so, going to be quick this time. John, I, what I took away from that is you're not an actual Star Wars fan because no Star Wars fans like any of the Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> that's true. They like, unhappy. They, they like episode four and like maybe six, maybe yeah. if you twist their arm. And then yeah. they hate everything else, but they're That's like, but true. I love Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> I love Star I had, Wars, but all the movies are terrible and the new yeah. characters are awful. Yeah. John, when you started talking, I had so much respect for you. It was all the way up here, and then it went quickly nice. down here. You because are Rogue such One, a liar. Rogue You're One such a liar. is a Your respect great was movie. low to start with. What's that? Rogue One is a great movie. I said I it's still think, the best one. I think actually Solo is a really great movie, too. I haven't um, seen but, that yet. But you need to see Solo. But 7, yeah. 8, 9, ugh. They're good. So... Seven so is I, just a rehash of four, and then eight and nine are weird. Well, there's yeah. things that happened in seven that I didn't that I was not liking until later on. I'm like, oh well. As a spoiler here, Ray is you find out Palpatine's granddaughter. I'm like, oh, oh well, don't no say that. 
No wonder People she's got. I said spoilers. Five years to know that. I said spoilers. That's no wonder the force is so strong with her. So you know that made sense then. Well, okay. Well, whoa, hold up, hold up. This show's going to go long now. Okay, <laughs> so a couple tangent now. A couple things like it, it is my second favor of favorite of the trilogies because four, five, and six is the best. Even though that's fine. Like it's not a high bar because like mm-hmm. the story's great and yeah. Darth Vader's great, but like and I, I mean Harrison Ford turned out to be something great, but man, no one like he. His acting in that in those three moments were the best of everyone and by a mile, and it wasn't very good. <laughs> yes. um, so, uh, but yeah. it's still the best of the three. And then, yes. and then the new three, seven, eight, nine, are the second best, and that's because seven is the single best of all of the films. Whoa! Uh, because wow. it is basically number four, two point oh. It's yeah. it's okay. it's it's a new hope two point oh with good actors, a good cast, and. It's just, it's fantastic. I'll watch a, a Force Awakens over and over and over and love it. Hmm. Um, and then one, two, and three is awful unless you and McGregor's on, yes, sta- on yes. screen. But yeah, it's, it's um, but wait, 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 wait. I did not what? take from the ending of nine to be that she's Palpatine's granddaughter. I did not what? get take that. I took it that she literally was just nobody. I don't know where you got that. Yeah, I don't yeah, know where you got that. I'll say it. Really? Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I guess I missed that part. Off. Maybe I just had fallen asleep because it was so bad. <laughs> Maybe that was it. <laughs> Maybe you know I what I think, part. guys? I'm like, well, no wonder she can like stop a spaceship for you know with her hand well, sure. and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know what I think? Missa thinks it's time to wrap up the show. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Random voice. Like no, it. that's Jar Jar Binks, baby. Jar Jar Binks. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's funny. You're all so, right. You're so dumb. <laughs> All right, He's that was a good. Bit. That was a good last take. Do we have any birthdays to to talk we about? We do Daniel? have some birthdays. We have Millennium Blades that was uh, released in 2017. It's six years old. It's a really cool game that simulates a collectible card game. Not playing a collectible card game though. There is a little bit of that, but it's collecting a collectible card game. You get to throw away. You get to throw around wads of cash, and you open up booster packs, but you don't care what else is in there except for the rare. So you just draw the top <laughs> card of the deck, and that's the rare you got. It's, it's a great also, game. It's a lot of fun. It's okay. also a birthday for maybe the greatest gateway game of all time. Ticket to Ride was uh, 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 born on this month in 2004. Um, 19 years old. Yes. It's a game I love to hate. Old. Well, here's, here's the thing with Ticket to Ride, and it gets a lot of uh, garbage on this show. But you know what? If you like Ticket to Ride, play Ticket to Ride and have fun with it. Don't listen to eggheads like us that say, oh, Ticket to Ride. It's a, who likes to play Ticket to Ride? So, do, and that's the way it's Daniel a fun sounds game. when he talks. But I can have fun with Ticket to Ride. I can have fun with people that like Ticket to Ride. I don't love it. But yeah, if you love it, go for it, man. It's your thing. Like, I have the most vitriol for that game with by a long shot on this show. And I played it with my family over the holidays. Like, I oh, will play go. it. It's just, I, I've moved on, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I've never moved on for Catan because there's still enough there to keep me interested. But, like, yeah. there's just not a key, enough to keep me interested in Ticket to Ride. So I do yeah. want to point out that the World Series of Board Gaming, the guy who won the championship for Ticket to Ride literally had never played it before. So he moved on from the first round, the second round. You don't get any choices. Is. And he, so he, but he knew what he was going to play. So he played 12 times between mm. his game that he won and when he found out he was going to win Ticket to Ride. Played it twelve times, learned it well enough, and he won. The, and he won against oh people gosh. who trained. Yeah, in that game. Oh, I see there what you did. They're trained. In that game. Yeah, no Ooh. pun intended. Very well good. played, sir. Um, is there a new the series, series of games? Of board gaming. Is there Are we going to try and? Uh, Can I talk? Is there a new series of games called Twenty XX? Because I saw that on the list. Was that? <laughs> was that... <laughs> no, that's for. <laughs> Sorry, that was a teleprompter Inside thing. Joke. Yeah. 
okay. I think one of us should uh, sign up for the World Series of board gaming. It should be you. You're it the you're the expert at uh yes attrition. Yeah, attrition. <laughs> yeah. You're the expert at attrition, and you believe that board games should be played in a tournament setting that are not made for a tournament setting. Right. It's true. Danny brings out all his snacks and food. All right, we're gonna play this game for a while. That's right. We're, we're gonna be here a long time. Uh, well, partner. <laughs> I want to say thank you to all our wonderful viewers out there. Remember to tap and like those subscribe buttons and also be sure to join our Facebook group Around the Board. Send us an email to mail at aroundtheboard.net or reach out to us on the Twitter or the tick tackity tockity tick and uh, Instagram and anything else. Until next time, folks, I reckon we'll see you around the board. This is the new thing to tell you if you're taking too long. Right here. This, I still got up. the other hat How on. How much you got Even over there, underneath. partner? I'm going on. Oh, what, what about me? You said me. I heard my name. Again. Show notes. We're here with Stephanie, and she's going to go over an old uh, play shelf trade list that we've done in a past episode. And the games she picked are Seven Wonders, Isle of Cats, and It's a Wonderful World. It's a great list. It's a great list. Stephanie, well, what this, is making the cut? This is a really hard choice here because these are some great games. Um, I think yes, It's are. a Wonderful World would be the one I would play right away because it just is really sound and fun these days excellent choice seven wonders it's a classic you can't put that away mm -hmm. you put that on the shelf keep it around it's always there um and isle of cats maybe it'll just really be somebody's perfect game perfect game <laughs> perfect game <laughs> you know what i would argue with you but i think that's my exact play shelf trade that i had on our show so all right stephanie <laughs> You're great. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks. I would not trade you. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks.